So you're doing it again, Slee. The yeah, people are reacting yes, because you're yes. saying crazy things. Bacon mm-hmm. is overrated, huh? You need to keep your eye on this guy, Trav. See, this is the That's sort of awesome. stuff that I they're going to keep, they're gonna, they're keep you honest. Uh, Francis and Glendale Applebee's appetizer sample trio <laughs> is the best. <laughs> um, Wait, no, what, it's what not. Is, what is, in the, is it the potato skins or whatever? It's, it's the probably mozzarella sticks or uh, the mozzarella cheese sticks or whatever yeah, those are. What's yeah. the third one? Onion rings? W- wings, I would guess. Oh, yeah, wings. Wings. I, I, I've never had the uh, pleasure of dining in an Applebee's, so I'm only guessing at this point, but I would imagine Well, there goes wings. that sponsorship. No, no, Thanks, I, I just have ne- I've never gone. I just, it's not, I have no opinion having never been. <laughs> Next week imagine- we'll be broadcasting live from <laughs> Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> but I would imagine it's got to be wings, potato skins, and cheese sticks. You'll That's, be 14 the- wings down right before the show starts. Oh, see, you can have the, the sticks and the potato skins i'm gonna i'm, gonna I, I'm with you I'm, I'm with you on the wings the wings are that's the uh that's the grade a on that plate yeah no question all right so lebron is it, I, let, let, let's start with this ad's out for a while um how long do you think he's gonna miss you mentioned that mt thinks he's gonna be gone through the all-star break i wouldn't be surprised if it lasted longer than that well coach said yesterday that you know most likely he'll be out uh most likely we won't see him before the all-star break okay mm-hmm. you know you know what i think trav i think this is a perfect uh is the best example that I could give, and I think the Lakers are actually in a really good position. Now, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through it. By the way, uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times coming up at eight fifteen. Yep. So, Trav, here, here is. Let's use Kevin Durant as an example. So, KD not playing tomorrow. Do you remember when Kevin Durant went down with his injury, ruptured his Achilles, in the playoffs? In the in, uh, I think it was Game Five of the NBA Finals. Yes. Trav, I'm sure that the entire organization, including Kevin Durant. We're trying to kind of weigh this. Hey, are we good? Should we do it? Should we not do it? Should we come back? Should we not? They were in game five of the NBA finals. I'm sure the conversation was a lot different in regards to Kevin Durant and some of that conversation than we are for the Lakers and Anthony Davis right now. Just, just We are in February. So if he doesn't come back until after the All-Star break, we're around March 10th. So you could say that he's been out for 30 days. Let's say after the All-Star break, the Lakers decided and Anthony Davis decided, guys, let's just keep being extremely cautious. And he missed another 30 days. You're still 30 days away from the playoffs starting. And I just mm-hmm. mentioned that because I think timing for the Lakers, um, you're in a position where you could just take a step back and say, okay, Maybe we lose some some seeding here in the NBA standings. That could happen. Clippers can surpass you. Maybe Denver goes on a run. Maybe Lakers lose a few games just based upon the fact that AD's not there. I still think they're in a fantastic position because the only thing that matters, in my opinion, for the Lakers, get to the postseason with a healthy LBJ and a healthy Anthony Davis, roll the ball out, and I'll take my damn chances. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Um I don't think I, I've always had this idea that okay, let's say you already said I'm right. Let's just move two, on. Two, two weeks in, and you're I feel I feel good to go. That's when the team needs to say that sounds great. All right, so you think you could play tonight? Yeah, I think I could play tonight. You're sure you can play tonight? Yeah, I could play tonight. Okay, we're gonna take two more weeks. That <laughs> right when you think it's ready to go, and you get the full buy-in from the players, say okay, now we're gonna start the clock and be ready to go. Because I agree with everything you said. They have that luxury. Think, yeah, well. The answer to the question, regardless of what the question is, when Mm -hmm. it comes to NBA basketball, what do you do when blank happens? The answer is LeBron James. It's it, it is the ultimate get out of jail free card. It covers up everything. You can have problems on your roster. Think about it like this. 
there's not another team in basketball that could lose a player of Anthony Davis's caliber and really kind of stay afloat. Yeah, not just stay afloat, but kind of go, yeah, we're fine. And not just we'll, we'll be fine as long as he gets back and he's at his best. Now, he needs to be back and he needs to be at his best for them to win a championship. Absolutely. But they that isn't true for them to finish with the top seed, for them to stay where they are, for them to just kind of hold their position, and for LeBron James to go win an MVP. Because when it, when it first happened, when we saw him go down against uh, Denver, it, uh, Denver mm-hmm. it was one of those, oh, God, oh, you know, hold your breath. Oh, what does this mean? Okay, it means the Lakers are in trouble. It means that LeBron's MVP push may be stalled because his running mate isn't going to be there to give him, you know, a little bit, whatever little bit of room LeBron has, it's because Anthony Davis is out on the court. That's gone. But then a day or two later, you start to think about it, and it's, you know what? This may actually help LeBron's MVP case because there is no, yeah, well, if, you know, if you had Anthony Davis as your, you know, your, your Robin, who wouldn't look like an MVP? Well, that, that's gone now, and I still expect him to do what he's done, which is lead the team in basically everything, play minutes, win games, and keep them exactly where they are. I think he was going to win it anyway. I think this is an opportunity for him to cement it because it isn't just predicated on, oh, yeah, he's got AD as his teammate. You know, one of my favorite times, um, I, every time I hear comparisons about LeBron and Michael Jordan, I'm like, yeah, you're comparing. Happy birthday, MJ, by the way. Oh, that's right, Michael, and Jim Brown. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan, every time I hear those comparisons, like, why are you guys comparing those two players? Don't compare LeBron and Michael Jordan. Magic was my favorite player growing up, right? My favorite player watching, okay? And there is a beauty to that style of basketball. LeBron's game, uh, really, when you think about it, it's as uh, textbook isn't the right word, but if, if you're trying to figure out how can I make a player, how can I create a player that not only can drop 30 in a night, but he can give you 15 assists and make KCP look better and make Kyle Kuzma look better. And, I mean, there were some games. Do you remember back in 2007, Trav, when LeBron took the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals? Do you remember sure. that? Yeah. Do you know who was in that starting lineup? Was that the the Eric Snow, Booby Gibson group? Larry Hughes. Yeah. Drew Gooden. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ilgoskis. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's who he took. Even in that um, even in that NBA Finals where Kyrie and Kevin Love, if you remember, when they both of those guys got injured, he still finds a way to play good, beautiful basketball. But to be fair about that Cavalier team, he did have Matthew Dellavedova. You're right about that. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> yeah, take that one away. Del Vadova is the guy that if you ever go play some pickup basketball, right? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll guard Del Vadova. Okay, yeah. that's the guy that I'm going to guard. Now I'll he's going to de- he's going to demolish me, <laughs> but I'm just going to go try to guard that guy. But yeah. but that that's one of the that's one of the beauties with LeBron James and. I don't know what's going to happen over the next 30 days. If AD's out for 30 days, I don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers, but I will tell you, I think you're glued onto that TV set seeing what LeBron does with the guys that he has and obviously tuned, on to the, uh, tuned into the broadcast to hear what's happening. Um, from an MVP, MVP perspective, whether it happens or it doesn't, I will just say that the way this has all kind of been judged about MVP, I, I, don't see any, I don't see much merit towards the MVP if the guy hasn't had it in seven years. Well, yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Um, other than he needs it and he deserves it and he he warns. He should it. have um, it, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. Here, here's the other thing too about this dude. You look at his basketball reference page. 
You look at, at, at not only is it 18 seasons in at this point, not only is it multiple MVPs and multiple championships and being the best player in the league for the this is his 18th season. You could make a very compelling case that he's been the best player in the league in at least 15 of those seasons. At least 15 of those seasons. And But that's not even the point. The point is this. Anthony Davis goes down. The Nets are going to come in tomorrow night without Kevin Durant. They yep. played the other night without Kyrie Irving, who misses a bunch of games. We know James Harden, you know, in and out of lineup. What not. The dude plays every night. The dude plays every night. Kawhi Leonard has made load management a, a phrase that we all know what it means. Other great players in this league will take some time here and there. I know you talk about M- with MT about this all the time, and it drives him crazy. And I'm not even saying that taking a night off here and there isn't a smart thing to do. I think it probably is. But this dude is just built different. He plays every game. Go look at his page. It's 75 games, 78 games, good 80 point. games, great 81 point. games. And Anthony Davis is one of the great... Anthony Davis never plays 60 games or, or, or 70 games. Mm. It's just... This is a guy that misses a ton of time. He's one of the best in the league. So not only is LeBron the best player, not only is he arguably the best leader, not only is he arguably the one guy that there is no answer for when he's got it cooking, he, he plays, plays every night. Every night. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look up here because I had this number before. Um, I want to look at how many playoff games he's played in total. So, Trav, I, I know this. I know it's more than three additional seasons. It's more than three additional seasons of yeah. playoff games. So what you just said, that's all great and dandy. <laughs> that's regular season. And then add the uh, the playoff games against teams like the Detroit Pistons when early in his career, the San Antonio Spurs. Go down the list of all the different playoff uh, playoff games he's played. Yeah, I, I don't know who to compare him to, but it's pretty special. And the Olympics, and the fact that th- mm-hmm. this is a dude that after every game he plays, after every practice he participates in, everybody wants 10 minutes from him. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Hey, we want to talk to you here. Hey, can you do that? And more often than not, he does. He He's around. Like, LeBron is not one of those guys you never hear from. You hear from LeBron after every game. Travis. He, 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 he's, he's just... I, I, for the life of me, I will never understand why people can't get with this guy, why people try to find reasons that he's something less than he is. I got a funny story when we come back, and we'll have Brad Turner coming up on the LA Times. Um, on these Zoom calls, I got to tell you this. I'm going to tell it with uh, with BT, with Brad Turner. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. Brad Turner from the LA Times. He covers the Lakers. He's going to join us next. That's coming up. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Leave Key alone, Chris. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If Key is just saying my – Key just said my name. You know That, that <laughs> makes you feel good. I'm good to it? go. I'm good to go. You know, it's funny. I, I get a text from him every once in a while, and it's always mm-hmm. like – every time I see his name pop up on my phone, I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that makes me feel pretty good. He's one of those where I'm like not sure if he knows me. Right? Where I'm I'd like put it, I'd put it at 50-50. Yeah, what, I where, think it could go either way. Well, one time one time I texted uh or actually I think Chris did. Chris texted to try and get him on one of the shows. Might have been the pregame show. I forget what it was. And in my head I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm not sure if he knows me. I'm not sure if he knows it. He knew me. He knew me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Lakers and what they got coming up tomorrow night. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets are coming in. Lakers are going to have to play without Anthony Davis for the next couple of weeks at least. Joining us right now from the L.A. Times is Brad Turner. Joining us on Travis and Sleeve. Brad, good night. Or good evening. How are you? Hey, Travis, can I say this? Go I ahead. Know Alan. I don't know it. who he is. That's, I know That's I all that matters. Every single time. There we go. I'm not Michael Thompson, but I know Alan. Hey, hey BT, go. BT, I got to tell this story here real quick, all right? I'm more telling this to Travis. Okay, so every time we got these Zoom calls, right? So Lakers will have the Zoom calls, and uh, you introduce yourself, so you might, hey, it's uh, you, you raise your hand on the Zoom call, right? And Lakers PR will say, right. okay, Alan Sliwa, and then I'll go in, hey, coach, uh, and I ask my question. Trav, every time it's Brad Turner... I've never seen anything like this, okay? So they'll say, let's say LeBron's on there, and they'll say, uh, okay, BT. Brad Turner will say, LeBron, what's going on? LeBron will say, BT, how you doing? Like, they're almost having, like, just a full conversation. <laughs> they're buddies. <laughs> I don't know any of the other. I mean, everybody else that's doing it, BT is having just a full conversation. I'm waiting for them to ask how the wife is, the kids, and the whole thing. Are you part of that Taco Tuesday crew, BT? You know, I am not, but I'm kind of with the wine crew guys with him. He and I talk about wine quite a bit, you know, and my wine is not as expensive as his is, but <laughs> my brain, is? mine is just as good. <laughs> yes. That's all that matters. Absolutely. All right, so let's start right here. Uh, Sliwa and I were having this conversation, BT. Do you think that Anthony Davis's absence over the next couple of weeks or however long it's going to take, does it help, does it hurt, or does it make no difference as far as LeBron's MVP push? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm going to say it makes no difference because I think LeBron James is ahead. And if he continues to play the way he has played and they continue to, let's just say they play above 500 at about, let's just say 650, 700, YAD's out, then in my view, LeBron would then extend his lead for having a chance to win the MVP award because he would have carried his team by himself. I mean, not really by himself. He has other players there, but without his other star around him. So I think it's, you know, it's a benefit for him. BT, do you think, um, you know, just kind of keeping the big picture in mind, and we've heard a lot of the players and the coaching staff say this. LeBron said it yesterday. We know this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. All the cliches. But the reality is with this Lakers team, it really just matters about how – how they get into the playoffs from a health perspective. So I'll ask you, do, do you think they care about where they are seeding-wise? Is, is it a necessity? Is it just a luxury? How do you think the team approaches? Of course, they're trying to win every game, but if they're not a one seed or a two seed, is that important to them? I think the important thing is, is to be a, a top four seed so you at least get one home court advantage if you're the number three or, or four in the West. But the most important thing is is to be playing their best basketball heading into the playoffs and for all of them to be healthy, especially AD. If they're having that take place, AD's healthy, and they're playing really good, solid basketball, playing, clicking on all senators, so I, should I say, then that's the number one thing. Brad Turner from the L.A. Times joining us. He covers the Lakers. Uh, you know, when, when you look at the Western Conference, and, and, and assuming that Anthony Davis, like you just said, comes back and is healthy, 
I'm looking right now at the Clippers and the Jazz plan. Are those the two teams that are the biggest threat to the Lakers right now, or is it somebody else? Is it a Denver? Is there a Phoenix lurking out there? Or is it going to be the Lakers against either the Jazz or the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals? Man, you know, Travis, there's just so much more basketball to play. So right now, it's easy to say it's Utah and the Clippers. But Denver did beat the Lakers in Denver. And yes, AD did get hurt. But Denver was playing exceptionally well even before AD went down. So I'm going to say it's Utah, it's the Clippers, and it's Denver because Denver got to the conference finals last year. They took the Lakers to, what, six games before they beat them? And they have an NBA candidate in their own right in the Joker. So three teams at least. But I just don't want to ever discount anyone that the Lakers might happen to play in the first round, whether it's Phoenix or Golden State, because I'm one that believes you respect every opponent that you play against, and then once you beat them, you move on to the next opponent. Uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times taking some time to join the uh, Travis and Sliwa show. Um, BT, tomorrow, Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Where, where are you? I, I feel like this is a... You're, you're one side or the other when you talk about Brooklyn. You think that, hey, this is a team that's going to represent the East and, and end up in the NBA Finals, or you're on the other side where, no, this just isn't going to work. I don't care how talented these three players are. There's one basketball and it's not going to happen. Where, where do you kind of stand with the Nets? Man, you know, that's a little tough one right now. What I do like is that it appears as if James Harden has pulled back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's become the facilitator. He's looking for guys. Obviously, he scored, what, 38 or something last night at Phoenix, but he had to. But he seems to be the one who's willing to sacrifice. And I wasn't sure he would do that. I didn't know he could do that. But he's leading the league in assists. So that's big for that team. That already tells me that at least one of the superstars there is willing to take a backseat to the other two guys. Brooklyn's biggest problem is they can't guard Michael Thompson. And you and I have seen Michael Thompson walk around. Michael Thompson walks around like he's 85 years old. He's got a new hip. He's doing better. He he does, but, man, they they couldn't guard him. Okay, that's taking you, but it could go up. Even Michael was 25 years old. Let's stop that now. Travis, there's a a backstory, just so BT, so Travis knows. If BT takes a shot at Michael Thompson, um, he might be owed a bottle of wine that he's still waiting for. So there's uh, yes. So there's there's some reasons behind that. Keep going, BT. <laughs> That's very true. But you know, Brooklyn has to improve their defense, and I think it's there. KD is not a bad defender. DeAndre Jordan is not a bad defender. Kyrie is an okay defender. Mm-hmm. James has shown he can be a pretty good defender down low against the big bodies. So if they don't improve that, then they, being the Brooklyn Nets, will, I think, have a difficult time getting out of the East. But, man, they score. They lead the league in scoring. So you got to put up points on them to beat them. And because the defense is so bad, you can. You can score against them. Brad, you know, the trio that we're talking about in Brooklyn, you know, LeBron said, you know, how quickly we forget about KD, Clay, and Steph in Golden State as far as the great trios <laughs> yeah. in NBA history go, and he, he certainly is right about that. What's the best one you've ever seen? Ooh, the best trio? Yeah. Because we, we, well, we're talking about it. Is it Magic, Kareem, and Worthy? 
that was a great one, but there was one in Boston that was pretty damn good. Robert Parrish, never heard of him. Kevin McKinney, never heard of him. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but damn, they were good, (laughs) man, and they were big. Sure, and they kept beating the Lakers because you just couldn't get by them. No, but I do like Magic, James Worthy, and Kareem. But you know, at that time, I think Kareem was you know sort of in his was in his forties then. But this crew that they have here. Brooklyn, man, these dudes, they do it differently. I mean, let's just start there, that they look to score one-on-one and they can score one-on-one. And they're shooting threes from all over the court. Hmm. So they make it uh, a different way than Magic, Kareem, and James did. One more quick one for you, Brad, before we let you go. Slew and I were talking about this, too. That this idea that LeBron is in the MVP mix, and he is, and he has been really every year he's been in the league. And If you go back five years, the conversation would have been, how much longer can LeBron be at that top level? Where here we are, 18 years in, 36 years old, same question. I mean, are we talking about him still being this guy at 39, 40 years old? Well, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. And he wants to play a couple more years. <laughs> so, obviously, LeBron James is defining what it means to take care of your body and to take care of your mind and your spirit so that you can excel no matter what the age is. I mean, for an old guy like me, who's older than LeBron James, and a guy like Tom Brady, who's still younger than me, I love this. Because it just shows that those old folks, we ain't done yet. We still here. <laughs> just makes me feel bad and old and lazy and fat and slow. <laughs> yeah, I pull I pull a hamstring on a walk. Uh, okay, on a, on a walk outside, I, I things, lose a man, hand. Man, it makes me feel great. I get around that Rose Bowl, man. I'm flying around the Rose Bowl, <laughs> walking very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Turner covers the Lakers for the LA Times. Brad, thanks for your time. Appreciate Thank you, BT. It. Thank you, guys. All right, man. All right, we'll talk to you again. All right, Slee, it was one year ago today okay. that something very awesome, very fun, and very sad all took place at the same time. I'll tell you what it is. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming up with uh, more reasons, Slee, to come at you. This one's from Dean. It's okay. after what do we Slee's got, Dean? Brenda take. Why, <laughs> <laughs> after Slee's Brenda take, why am I not surprised he willingly eats an Applebee? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you're making friends. I like it. This is good. They're, 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 Applebee's has got a lot of love on this show tonight. They're, they're they got a lot of love on, on tonight's show. They're figuring out your lane. I like it. Here's another one. It says, Anthony Davis needs to follow Shaq's motto, hurt on company time, heal on company time. Literally my favorite athlete motto ever. It, it, it perfectly defines Shaquille O'Neal. All you need to know mm-hmm. about Shaq is the quote, I got hurt on company time. I'm going to fix it on company time. It, it is a perfect encapsulation of his entire ethos. 
Shaquille O'Neal. Back in those days, man, I, it, Michael and I were talking, I think it was yesterday, we were talking about some of the greatest in-game dunkers. You remember what Shaq would do to guys? <laughs> the young Shaq. I'm talking about Vicious. the Orlando Magic, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and just getting to the Lakers back in that 97, 98, 99 season. I mean, just vicious dunks back in the days. And when you well, were Shaq and you were that good and you could just step onto the floor and just know you're going to dominate, that, that's how Shaq pretty much played. You remember, remember Tom Tolbert played in the NBA for like yeah, nine I do. or ten years? With the Warriors for a ton of years? Warriors, Clippers, mm-hmm. Hornets, Magic. Played. He, he was teammates with Shaq in Orlando briefly. Um, and he's a, he's a friend of mine. And, and he said something that always struck me about young Shaq. And, and what he said was, if Shaquille O'Neal ever learned how to make 80% of his free throws, they'd have to change the rules. Because there, there would be no way to stop him. He would score a hundred points a night. Because Hack-a-shack, right? They, they, yeah, they just there was no, there was no defending what he was able to do. He's so much bigger and stronger and more athletic, and he wasn't just this huge guy that would stand there. Like I'm, I'm looking at Rudy Gobert right now, who's a nice NBA player, but he's pretty, you know, one dimensional. He's an incredible defensive player. Shaq was an athlete. I mean, you ever, you remember that video of Shaq break dancing and spinning sure. on the floor? It's a seven foot two guy mm-hmm. doing that. By the way, I was uh, one of my favorite highlights of all time. Remember, it was Shaq's birthday, and it was against the Clippers. And he had asked the Clippers, I think public relations department, to get him tickets, extra tickets for his family. And the Clippers said no. And, you know, are talking about his athleticism. So he goes off and goes for 60. I think, I think he had 60 <laughs> that game, right? And I remember him grabbing a rebound and just taking off down the break, dribbling it up like he's Magic or he's yeah. LeBron or something like that and throwing that alley-oop to Kobe Bryant. He's a freakish athlete. I mean, you just don't have – how do you have somebody that big but was still athletic in, in kind of the terms that you're saying? By the way, am I reading this right? Utah Clippers, this is a game, and this is without Kawhi and Paul George? Yeah, 64-63, the Jazz with a one-point lead with about six minutes to go in the third quarter. So, yeah, it uh, it's a game. Uh, one more quick tweet before we get to the uh, the other topic. Would you eat a pizza with pickles and pastrami? It's a thing in the newsroom I work out at any rate. That's from Starfish and Coffee. Yeah, I mean, it's like a pastrami sandwich, right? It's got pastrami and pickles and maybe a little bit of cheese on it. It's Yeah, like like I said, there's nothing you're going to put on your pizza that I'm not going to eat. Jazz, it doesn't sound like you would be churning down many things. It, no. it sounds like you're, you're game for everything. By the way, that doesn't sound awful. That no, doesn't it, sound awful. It's pastrami. It's basically the, uh, <laughs> the the cured meats of the – it's basically just a different form of bacon. It's a little more peppery, but it's, uh, it's basically bacon. All right, so – A year ago, what happened? One year ago today – or tomorrow, I should say. Um, I went to the opening round of the Genesis Open mm-hmm. out of Riviera. Now, I, there, there are a ton of great events here in the city, but th- th- that that is one of my favorites. I try to go as often as I can. I haven't made it every year, but it's been damn close. I, I go to that golf tournament more often than I don't. And it's been a year since they've played that tournament. And it was literally for me, Slee, the very last event I attended before the world shut down, before mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. changed the way it has over the last year or so. Um, and it just kind of brought it all back home that, A, how much fun it is to go to an event, how long it's been since we've gotten to go to an event, and we're still in a position where we don't know when we're going to get to go back. It just it just really drove it home for me, this idea of I haven't stepped foot in a stadium, hmm. in an arena, on a golf course, on a racetrack, any of these things in a year. 
Okay, so last sporting event for me with fans, right? Because I'm going to these games at Staples Center, but I might as well just go to a might as well just do it at a local YMCA. I mean, there's nobody there, right? Right. Last game, uh, last sporting event, Lakers Nets. Do you remember that? By the way, that was a that was a final game. AD it, missed a three at the end. It was right. That's right. Lakers lost by two. Yeah. Um, it was right after the Lakers were coming off that weekend where they beat Milwaukee, they beat the Clippers, and then they lost to Brooklyn, and then the season just stopped right there. Um, Trav, when when the green light comes back, which by the way we're moving closer. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't uh, isn't New York now going to allow ten percent at some of these uh, sporting that's the plan. events? That's okay. the plan, and that's an indoor stuff too. So mm-hmm. who knows what we might get baseball back? So we're, we're let's say we're starting to kind of slowly move towards you know obviously getting back to some of these events. What what's the uh, what what what's one of the first things that you're going to do? I guess you could say, what do you miss most doing that you used to do that you haven't got the opportunity to do? It, it, it is a really easy answer for me, and it's being able to go to a bar and have a few drinks with my friends and watch a game and just kind of hang out and not worry about anything. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I love going sure. to games. Mm-hmm. I, I love going to Laker games, I Dodger games, Padre games, whatever. I, I love going to an event. But it's that simple that, hey, it's Friday night or it's Saturday afternoon or whatever it is. You guys want to run over and, and, and go have a couple of beers and get something to eat and watch the game? It's I, Thursday I, morning. Sure. sure. <laughs> that works, too. Whatever floats your boat. For instance, hey, the Genesis Open is this weekend. <laughs> Why don't we take Friday off, get out there around 8 o'clock in the morning, start drinking 24-ounce beers, and enjoy ourselves? Yes, uh, I missed that. That's, How about uh, you? That's a good game plan. You know what? What's better? I don't know how many times you've gone, but uh, what's better than a good show at the Hollywood Bowl? What's That's better a than spot. a good concert, summer night, good music? They have it actually, you know, annually they do it. They do their reggae festival. Um, but just in general, right, Trav? Just being out at a concert, just people vibing to some music. Um, and, and those types of events, especially these open-air theaters, right, Those these open-air venues, that it, it kind of is a staple in the city. I mean, there, there's Southern California, we have the ability to do things pretty much 12 times out of the year or 12 mm-hmm. months out of the year. But in the summer, it's just kind of a it's a different dynamic. That's the one thing I think I miss the most. Just going to a concert, um, you know, obviously people there and maybe partaking in some alcoholic beverages as you do at noon on a Thursday with your buddies <laughs> at a bar. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it, it's just the you know what it is, Slee. I think too, it's just the ability to just kind of do something because something came up. Mm-hmm. Like like now, it's is it open? Can I go inside? Mm-hmm. Is it my outside? It's all these things. You know, you you watch these games in other parts of the country where there's people in the building, and it's like, God, that looks great. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that Absolutely. looks so good. By the way, for the players, too, those, I mean, there are times at Staples Center, I'm like, how how are either side getting pumped up for, you know, whatever is going on? They're doing their best. I understand it. But if even if you had 2,000 fans there, it changes everything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It, it just literally changes the vibe. Well, it, yeah, no, it changes everything. I mean, it changes the experience for the players. It's a better television product. It, it, everything about it is better. And and like you said, hopefully we're getting there soon enough because I don't want to miss Rivigan. Have you ever been out there? Have you ever gotten a chance to go out there and do that? Now, listen, that's a country club, and I know how you are, and I know th- there's a lot that goes into that. There's a certain membership that comes with it. Not to go watch. Um, God knows you know, what you're pulling up in and the just the attention and the service that you get. So I have not been out to the Riviera. All right, well, put that on our list we're gonna make we're gonna get that done the next time that uh we can go do it because that is an absolutely you won't invite time. me but you'll send photos of what it looked like yeah i'll send you a picture i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a little uh, a little pic and i'll send it along the way what's the, if you could just snap your fingers and go to something tomorrow what would it be now sporting wise just just show up and go sporting wise yeah would it be a laker game 
with with people. I mean, I'm not talking about going to work. I know you get to go do that. Well, I was going to say, am I working fun. or not? Yeah, no, not not, not working. working. Just going for fun. Um, sporting wise, I, I go to a baseball game. Kickback, nine innings. It's chill. You know, one of the things. I mean, that's one kind of beauty with baseball, right? Baseball is you don't even feel like you're at a sporting event. Like you're just, you're more, you can have a conversation. You can get up and say, I'm going to go get a beer. Or I'm going to go uh, use the restroom, whatever the case is. You don't really miss anything. Uh, and I, I think from a basketball, basketball is my favorite sport, no question about it, but I'm going to a lot of these and I'll be there anyways. But I, I think from a sporting perspective, that'd be, uh, that'd be a fun event to go to or freaking go to SoFi and go see this new stadium. Yeah, you know, there you go. That, that's it right there. I, I, baseball, my baseball credentials are, are, are well stated, but you can you can not pay attention at a baseball game and still have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't even need to watch. Just occasionally glance at home plate and see what's going on. That's fun. But you, you nailed it. Getting I can't wait to go. Have you back been? To have, SoFi. Did you? Okay, you have been. Yeah, you I've been. I've been twice. I got so, a chance to take a tour, and then mm-hmm. um, Kirk and I did um, a, a preseason event there where they did a scrimmage, and we got to kind of so broadcast so that. basically so far Riviera Country Club. You have your membership there, and then you get <laughs> access to SoFi while nobody else does. Please continue. Yeah, <laughs> please no. Continue. Spe- speaking of access to Riviera members, if there are any out there listening, please <laughs> call me and invite me as a guest because I'd like to do that. But no, SoFi. It's the only thing I've ever seen, Slee, mm-hmm. that I had nothing to do with, hmm. that I feel a sense of ownership towards and an incredible sense of pride. I want other people to get to see it because when they show it on TV, it looks amazing. When they show it from outside, it looks amazing. When they shoot it on TV with a game, it looks doesn't amazing. doesn't do the justice. It huh? doesn't even yeah. begin to cover how unbelievable that place is. Not just the visuals, but just the grandness of it all. It's sure. so big. Okay, so they are we, – we still – obviously, it's still very, very early on. But just think about that. They build this stadium, and then the first year that they build it, nobody can come in. And, and just think about what the hype is going to be. And it was be. a year late. Don't forget that. That's right, a rain. year late. And what yeah. did they end up? What was the price tag? Was it over five? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, once you get over two or three, does it really matter? I mean, it's just, yes. At that point, it's like, <laughs> yes, it hey, does. Hey, look, we've already spent two. Why not? Because, I mean, look, I, I don't. You, does it matter? I love it. I, that's whether, when you know it's not your money. Right. Well, they, it's one of those things, whether it's a car mm-hmm. or a house or whatever. Like, whenever you're buying something, sure, you, you, sure. you go in with a budget, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, let's just for round numbers, you think, I'm going to spend $100 on this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to. And then you get there and, like, well, a hundred. I mean, it's what's one eighteen? Okay. It's okay, but what's the difference between a hundred and a hundred and twenty-five? You know, yeah, been, and then you're like, well, one hundred twenty-five same as one hundred forty-five. So the next thing you know, you're just a totally out the window. You've blown the budget out, and you've you've absolutely love, ruined yourself. I love how you threw other people's billions. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, two my, and a half look, billion, four billion. It is what it is. If Mister Cronky would like to consult me on how to spend his money, I'm here for him. That I'd will be. be help. I will say this: that will be special when SoFi is open. Fans are there. Everybody gets to start experience it. That that is you're 100 percent right. That 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 will be a special experience. I am. 100% on board with Matt Stafford coming in here, speaking of SoFi Stadium and getting mm-hmm. to be the quarterback. But you know what I need less of starting, like, right now? Him continuing to talk about his ex? Yes. A lot, yes. Of, a lot of Detroit Lions talk dude, from Matthew Stafford. Dude, I get it. I get it. I get it. They, they, they picked you number one. They paid you a bunch of money. Dude, it's Detroit, Michigan. Trav, it's like, he's, it's like he's going out. Like, he's got a new girl now, right? And he's telling his new girl, hey, I mean, we're going to have such a great time. 
I want to see you cool if I invite my ex. She's so nice. Like yeah, she's great. She'll just come for drinks with us. She's not going to stay for dinner, but she's just going to come for drinks. You cool? Everything yeah. good? So, so, somebody get him here. Somebody show him around. Somebody show him that what Los Angeles is. Well, I, I get it. They were nice to him. They paid him a lot of money. He he raised his kids there. I, I get it. I you get could it. tell there's it. loyalty there too, and for, he's appreciative and, and, of the franchise. Who he asked, can you trade me to a contender? And he ends up in L.A. with the Rams. Perfect. Good. But that's one of those. You know what you do. <laughs> You, you, you look them in the eye. You go to whoever, what is it, the Fords that own the, the, the Lions? You go up to Mr. or Mrs. Ford. I don't know who's in charge right now. And you, you, you say to them, you say, Mr. slash Mrs. Ford, thanks a bunch. Peace! And then you walk out the door and you get started here. Let's stop Detroit, talking about the Lions. Detroit, Michigan Let's compared to SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. This market, that roster, a chance to win the Super Bowl. Sean McVay. He's got to start turning the page. Sean, Sean McVay. McVay. I mean, every, mm-hmm. what is it, how often do the Lions change coaches? About every six weeks? They get, they get a new head yeah, coach Yeah, I think the average right now is, is seven and a half weeks. Sean McVay, he's going to be blown away hmm. by what Sean McVay can do. Hmm. And it's just, I, I can't get him here fast enough. I think it's going to be great. I, I, I'm teasing, obviously, because I think his loyalty is, is very, very appealing. But enough of the Detroit-Michigan talk. Let's get started on the L.A. Rams. Yeah, he, he had uh, he was on the show in Detroit, Mitch Album Show, so I, I know what you're yeah. talking about. So there's a lot of conversation. He even talked about how he's shooting a lot of texts to Jared Goff, and they're giving each other you know, some pointers in this. In my head, I'm like, Stafford, you're good. Just you start, know what start moving to learn on. with the texting new phone who's this <laughs> yeah i don't know hey, hey uh nah sorry man i texted this? you this morning that's what you it's exactly <laughs> what you texted me Tra- trav it's me man look it's, of it's all out. the of all the lies you're telling about me there's only one i really wish were true and that's that i was a member of the Riviera. Riviera. that's yeah, i would like that very you promoted much phone calls for anybody who's a country club member at the Riviera. so I, you, I know there's there's some love there you know what's great is every time you go into one of those places and, mm-hmm. and you go in there you do like a media day or whatever and they always kind of look at you like uh, the media guys are here uh, all right fine I guess today's the day they're gonna go out and play a little golf you guys got wings uh, <laughs> You're fine yeah, walking uh, around. Wait, is there a girl with the beer you know uh you know does she come by do I have to tip her or can I do, are they free how many can I take what, what, what's the, the deal on the samplers what's the deal on the samplers hey, I'm a member of the media does that mean I get free beer where where's the cooler free beer? <laughs> think about think about the the members at some of these country clubs, and then there's there's the media day where it's like, well, they told me it's half off, so I don't know what what the deal is, but I'm trying. I'm to not think. paying full price. <laughs> I, I I have a story about going to play at a very very exclusive place here in town. I'm sure you do. Running into one of the most famous athletes in the history of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and his reaction to finding out what I do for a living. And his disdain for me from that point forward, I, I don't think I can tell it on the air because it would make. It, it, I, I, th- I thought it, it you were teasing. By the way, would, I literally thought you were teasing that right there. I it, thought you were going to go to break and say, "I'm, I'm bringing this all in." It would not be good for business for me, for you, for anybody else. So I will, I will keep it to myself. What we are going to do, though, Slee, it's the 25th anniversary. Speaking of golf, the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary of a very important moment in golf slash movie history. We'll tell you what it is. It's coming up next. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Trav, who who works more, you or Morales? Chris. Nobody works more than Chris. That that is the easiest question in the world. Like I my my stuff is is a little sporadic. Our show so far at night has been a little sporadic. I think we'll we'll, we'll find our groove in March. I think we got a little more uh, real estate there. But no, Chris. So Dude's I doing, start. He's I, promoting uh, even in the final segment tonight. Jeez. Right. Well, think about it. 
I'm up early. I, you know, I'm on the air. The first time I hit the air is at about five ten in the morning, mm-hmm. right? And Chris is already texting me by the time I've gotten out of bed, telling me how long we have for that first hit. He's all over it. Now, do you do? Because uh, from what I understand, you do six miles. You jog for six miles before you start doing your hits. <laughs> nope, nope. I did. I did walk. You know. Here, okay. Here's here's a confession. I love the walk, bro. It's, I'm with you. By the way, it's, it's, it's the laziest the workout where... ever, and I'm I'm all about it. And I, I love it because I can take two hours to be by myself. Mm. Like peace. I, I'm going. I'm going to go quote <laughs> work out and just walk and listen to podcasts for two hours. By the Glorious. way, that, that's uh, that's important. You got to have that. Okay. So what were we saying? Yesterday was the 25th Yesterday, year anniversary. The 25th anniversary of arguably the for me the second greatest golf movie, Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Caddyshack is still the number one mm-hmm. pole position, but Happy Gilmore came out yesterday, February 16th in 1996. By the way, how um, how great was uh, was Adam Sandler? How great was Shooter McGavin to uh, just promote? Right, they're promoting the twenty five. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I think we have those. By the way, Steve, do we have those? Do we have those? Uh, if we have those clips there, okay. Play play the uh, play the Happy Gilmore one, or play. Okay, the- it's been twenty five years since I've done this. Let's see what happens. Shooter McGavin, this is for you. And I'm not lying to you, that is smash. Smash. <laughs> and that went pretty well. You're dead, shooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Absolutely uh, perfect. I, I got a I got a true story here. So one time I'm over at the uh, at the gym. I, I go to the gym here in downtown and I'm at the gym and I'm shooting around. And Adam Sandler is playing uh playing pickup. Five mm-hmm. on five. I'm like, Sandler's down here? Sandler's playing five-on-five? Five? Not a bad basketball player. Okay. He's not bad. He's, I mean, he's uh, exactly what you think. You know, he's going to be slow. It's not like he's out there isolating or anything like that, but not actually a bad basketball player. I I, I didn't know what to expect and uh, didn't know Adam Sandler was kind of a kind of a basketball player, kind of known for a, a jumper. Well, you, you watch him take that crazy golf swing where he runs up to it. You can tell he's got a little of athletic ability. That's Anybody that's ever golf has tried to do that. It's really hard to do. It takes an incredible amount of timing and skill to just put the ball in the face of the club as you're running at it full speed. So that he can play basketball doesn't surprise me at all. By the way, some of the greatest quotes in in just movies come from that movie. And, and, oh. I, and, I, and I went back, and I'm just kind of looking at some, you know, you just forget. It's just been a while since I've seen the movie. But instantly you just start thinking of some of the some of the quotes that you've used in your day-to-day life over the course of the last 20 years so okay, speak with that in mind mm-hmm. and with your adam sandler story in mind let me give you my shooter mcgavin story okay so my buddy john espenscheid and i i used to live over on the west side um in, in a country club was, in a, a country yeah, club yeah. <laughs> i used to live on the grounds at riviera no but so it was we we went to go we were driving somewhere we we're at the corner of san vicente and barrington mm-hmm. and there's i think it's still there there's a gloria jean coffee place right there on the corner we're parked at a red light and we're sitting in his car my buddy's car and he's got a jeep right so it's open air and and we're just sitting there talking and as we're parked at the red light Somebody's walking through the crosswalk coming out of the coffee place, drinking his coffee. And I look at him, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's the guy that played Shooter McGavin. 
And you know that's you not the guy a, that played Shooter McGavin. It, that's Shooter, Shooter McGavin, McGavin. <laughs> right? It's Shooter McGavin. So, but you know, growing up here in LA, it's like whatever. You see movie stars, you don't really think too much about it. But my buddy, he's like, well, "All right, I'm going to do this." So he drops one of the lines about him that you know where Shooter says to Adam Sandler, "I eat pieces of like for you breakfast. for breakfast." <laughs> And, and and so my buddy leans out and says out the window, he goes, I eat pieces of like you for breakfast. And without missing a beat, without taking his coffee away oh, from his mouth, he's great. taking a big sip of his coffee. He just kind of lifts his left hand in the air and waves at us. Doesn't look, doesn't say anything. <laughs> just like, yep, you're probably the so 5,000th that. guy that's been doing that to me today. I was just going to say, he's been getting that for how long and you're just the last person to do it because you know <laughs> yeah. by the time he goes to the grocery store to go grab something for his wife, he's got somebody else saying the same exact thing. It, it, yeah, we, we weren't the first. We weren't the last. We were just the next person to say it to him. I'm sure when he crossed the other direction going back aside, somebody on the other side of the intersection said it to him as well. Is that the best? Is that your favorite Sandler movie? All right. Uh, favorite Sandler movie? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Billy Madison is a good choice. Billy Madison, Billy- absolutely too. But I, I would say Happy Gilmore. What about the Water Boy? <laughs> Again, no Happy not- Gilmore for me. Water Boy is one of those movies I remember seeing in the theater going. All right, you know, kind of funny, whatever. And then you see it again on cable or whatever. It's much funnier than I remember. Did you him see him just screaming and smashing into people? Is pretty funny. <laughs> did you see his? Did you see his last movie last year with KG? What was that? Uncut Gems. Uh, Uncut Gems. Did no, you see I that? No, because I refuse to participate in any Kevin Garnett related projects. So I, it, uh, it actually no. wasn't bad. It, it's a good movie. It, it, one of these days, <laughs> I love it. I, I love your that anti uh, KG. By the way, one of one of the best goes. Um, uh, well, Ben Stiller. Remember when he goes? He's talking with the uh, the old lady, and she goes, "My fingers hurt." He says, "Oh, well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty." <laughs> Yeah, I, I just my my wife my wife's got this thing because I, I will I will drop some declarations that I won't do blank forever. Like mm-hmm. I won't see a movie with a certain actor because she like, why do you decide to deny yourself fun things because you what's your what's your you what's your like KG beef? None. I just I just I I here, my K, my KG beef is this. K, KG came across as this tough guy, right? Mm-hmm. The KG was this this hard. I think he's a great player. I'm not saying that he wasn't a great player. He is. He would always fight the 6'3 guy. He would get real tough when it was time to, to get into it with a 6'3 mm. European player. But, but, but when it was somebody else, he was not quite about that. Go at the 6'3 European player. You know he had that in his notes pregame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that, that's, that's where that comes from. Yeah, I'm looking here at some of the other, uh, some of the other Adam Sandler movies. Um, Wedding Singer's Wedding, not bad. Wedding Singer's a good one. Billy Madison, of course, a classic. What's the one he did with the uh, with the kid? What's the one he did with that little uh, kid? Oh yeah, um, here it is. Big Daddy. Oh, Big Daddy. That's a good one too. Yeah, it's, it's not a pretty bad. decent one. But it's not He's, it's not the level of Happy Gilmore. Do you know that I was in an Adam Sandler movie, kind of, sort of, a little? Come bit? on now. So when he remade The Longest Yard, mm-hmm. um, I was working for Rome, right? And so, so Jim was in the movie. Jim was one of the play-by-play guys calling the action in the movie. 
And they they did a bunch of takes where Jim read the the lines in the script, and then the, Sandler said to him, "Just just wing it, just do it like you were doing mm. it on your radio show." So Jim does something, he goes, "Oh my guy Travis would love something like that," and they put it in the movie. It's in that's the movie. what I'm talking about, Trav. Yeah. So it is in there. And Sandler told me that at the Super Bowl one year. He's like, oh, yeah, you're in the movie. I'm like, no, I'm not. You think I'm somebody that I'm not. I'm not in one of your movies. He goes, no, you're in the movie. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Adam Sandler's lost his mind. And he was absolutely right. I was in the movie. Have you told, by the way, and I know uh show's coming to a close here, but have you told, I, I have no idea, have you told Rome stories of just back in the days? Because I find those stories fascinating. The kind of the start of sports talk radio because remember Trav I'm coming from San Diego where a lot of that all started under John Lynch if you remember back in the day so let's save that for another time but I'd love to hear some of those old school stories I'll I'll give you some of them some of them I can tell you on the air some of them off the air the better ones probably are are, are a little bit off the air so we are uh you've got one coming up on Friday Slee I am off on Friday but are you working on Friday I'll be there I'll be working. Uh, Clinton Yates is going to come in as well. And uh, let's just say it didn't take you very long to say, uh, yeah, I'm good with Al. I- I'm- <laughs> yeah, well, that's enough. you've gone Brenda Walsh and Bacon is overrated. So, you know, this is – I'm going to need a few days to, to recoup, and then we're back at it again next week. So Sounds cannot good. wait let's do it. to do it again. I'm looking forward to you and Clinton getting to do it on Friday night. That's coming up. And I'm sure we will have more tweets. We will have more phone calls. We're going to have all of that stuff. You're a big part of this show every single week. Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN.